And welcome to episode 144 of Nobody Special. On this episode, we talk about A Christmas Carol and The Rich Man and Lazarus. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and Scrooge of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Hi Caleb. Hello. So Caleb, on our introductions, I tend to kind of throw in a uh, kind of a phrase of of I'm 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 the specialist of something that right. we're maybe going to come close to talking about. Sometimes we don't ever talk about, which is no, we do. They're always and... adjacent. They're always adjacent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's In true. fact, go That's back true. and get all of our episodes and find out what I'm talking about because it helps our downloads. Anyway, um, <laughs> I said the Scrooge one, and it did hit me a little bit different. <laughs> Because my brain said, yeah, no, that's right, though. And I'm like, wow. Like, kind of cheap a little bit. Kind of cheap. I can see. You have Scrooge aspects, but you're nowhere near, like, Scrooge level. Uh-huh. Everyone has Scrooge aspects. You just have more <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, no, no. Uh, before we before we, before we we jump in to the main bits of the show. Right. Uh we we we're, we're not even going to super talk about this. I just have to get some things off my chest first. Okay. First of all, uh, we have a president elect officially now, and yes. so there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Is it over? I'm not even saying I voted for the guy or didn't. I just am ready for it to be over because I voted about a month ago. Yeah, and I'm isn't ready, that crazy? I'm ready for it to be over. So it's official now. I don't keep up with stuff like this. Uh, he <laughs> is so officially bad. the president kind of elect um asterisk in that there are still outstanding uh lawsuits right but the votes have been certified yes so we have a president-elect and um there was some quasi internet news agency that did a poll where it said 60 percent of people agree or think that um joe biden is doing a good job in his role as president-elect that's that's great. <laughs> uh, that um, I'm really holding myself back here a little bit. <laughs> ah, that's terrible. You know, he woke up. Yeah, he maybe had some toast with some jam on it. Right, got to get those nutrients. Ate a banana. Got to get right. those carbs in. That's important. I will say, and this is the thing, we're not gonna get super into it. <laughs> But I can't hold myself back anymore. The fact that he gave press conferences and created a background that says Office of the President-Elect. I just want to be very clear. That's not a thing. That's certifiable bull garbage that you're trying to... That's kind of the same thing as if, if I walk around carrying a coffee cup called World's Smartest Man. And I bought it for myself. It's... Because I'm trying to convince someone of something that may or may not be true yet. Hey. Anyway. I think you're really smart. Yeah, but I'm not I the do. smartest. Who knows? Only God knows. No, I mean, I have proof. I know where I graduated in my class. It was like 50th percentile. It was disgusting. Do you think your education has to do with how smart you are? Or do you yes. think wisdom plays a part as well? Uh, then I would be wise, not smart. Well, who said that? 
smart doesn't have the wisdom dictionary. in it. What does smart mean then? What is the mm-hmm. definition? I'm really digging a hole right here, and I, yeah, I, I genuinely don't know, I know. the definition. This is, smart not, is. this is not going to end well. Also, speaking of coffee cups, uh, this is another thing I need to confess. Not um, for you audio listeners, but you wouldn't know. But the I YouTube audience have no idea where my coffee cup went. So here's the thing about these cups that I don't think are for sale, but they will be if you send me a message and want one. <laughs> my cell here's what actually happened. I've been waiting to just admit this to you. If you have my cup, our I, friendship. So here's is the thing: over. I'm a four on the Enneagram. Our friendship. I like to be unique. Be and it really over. bugs me when there's someone else next to me that has the same mug. Not sorry, kidding. <laughs> Got a little angry there. Over and I might have done a little brokey brokey and sweepy sweepy and throwy throwy away away. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. All I kidding, didn't throw. All kidding aside, do you know where my cup is? No, <laughs> I, I think it's at church. So I think that means it's gone. Like it's just it's gone. It's I don't know where it is. I have checked every aspect. Once it of goes church. to the church kitchen, it's gone. I've even checked the church kitchen. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, we we may, I don't know, I may order a few more cups, and if that's a thing that you're interested in purchasing a nobody special cup that has our face on it, um, uh, I'm going to recommend some other charities yeah. you could probably donate to first. But yeah. if after that you're still like, uh, but still, then we can talk. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's gone, and I'm sorry, I'll try and find it, or I'll order a new cup, and I apologize for being a colossal failure and disappointment. Wow, Danny. You're not a colossal failure and disappointment. I'm sure if you're just I, a failure and disappointment. You're not colossal. <laughs> I'm sure this past trauma won't do anything to affect my future or lead me down a miserly path in which I just cling to every penny and hey penny. Um, I'm gonna let you have this transition. By saying that, though, you kind of didn't. I uh, so, That's what I love so, about saying that. So this Christmas, all right, I've been trying to go through Christmas uh, movies to get in the Christmas spirit. Again, that's a phrase that never like adequately gets kind of defined at all, like the Christmas spirit. Um, yeah. So I've been trying to be intentional about that, and I've gone through two different uh, uh, kind of the showings of um, – a Christmas Carol. So, Caleb, I, I gotta ask: of all eight thousand copies of Christmas Carol, what is your favorite? My favorite? Yes, probably like the Charles Dickens one. Okay, that's that's the book. But which movie? Oh, which movie? Which movie is your favorite? I thought you were talking about books. No, I was kind of confused. I no. I was gonna say Charles Dickens, but I genuinely didn't know there was other ones out there, and I'm glad there aren't. But my no, favorite Char- movie? Wait, hold, hold on. What? Charles Dickens? Yeah, he's the author of A Christmas Carol. Yes. There aren't multiple versions of I know, that's of that. what I'm saying. That's okay. why I was confused. Just want to be sure. about books, not yeah. movies. No, I thought you thought Charles Dickens was a, a movie version. Yeah, no. Um, my favorite this one. This is all getting cut. We're just cutting this right out. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> uh, my favorite one is probably, I would say, there's so many. The, ones, the only ones I really know about, mm-hmm. the cartoon one. Which one? There's Again, multiple. yes. Well, the one that was made when I was around, when I was a kid. Still gonna need to be more clear than that. Uh, well, is it just is it just cartoons or is it a Mickey Mouse? 
No, it's not Mickey Mouse. No. Don't whoa, don't even come close to Scrooge McDuck. To, I know what you're talking it, about. No, 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 not Scrooge McDuck. Although, kind of, um, th- that version slaps. It is amazing. It's okay. fantastic. Okay, sorry. Go well, ahead. the cartoon one that okay. was like it was like Polar Express ish looking. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then, and then uh, there's the Patrick one. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Some dude and named then, Patrick. So not, not that. Okay. So I know those two, and then mm-hmm. there's what's the other one? There's another one. The Jim Carrey one. That's the Jim Carrey one that you enjoy from 2009. Yeah. Oh, that was Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah, that's Jim Carrey, baby. Well, mm-hmm. gosh, what other ones are there? There's another one that my what mom was watching. What other ones are there? Boy, I'm glad you asked. There's so. one that my mom was watching. I think it was like newer. It was like a BBC like special that was happening, and it was really good. I um, have no idea. And I really enjoyed that one just because of like the cinematography and everything, but. Um, you know. All right, so I have a couple. I think go-tos. my favorite one is probably. I don't know. They all okay. kind of mesh together. If I'm being honest okay. here. Okay, so I'm about to offend a lot of people, so just strap in here. Here's what's happening, y'all. First of all, Scrooged doesn't count. Starring Bill Murray, it doesn't count. It that counts as a um remix kind of because it's it's the story but it's not close enough that it actually counts so uh pass on that one although no that movie was also bad i'm just gonna call it what it is it's a bad movie um my favorite of all time of the normal tellings of that has got to be albert finney it's a musical. It is fantastic. It is glorious. It is. Is that the one you're showing me clips of? Or? Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that so much. I have such great memories of growing up and watching that at home as a kid. Uh, the other big uh, Christmas Carol. I think it was a uh, George George C. Scott did a. Uh, kind of a copy of that and it was it was fantastic it's not my favorite but it's really good uh that one there that's the most yeah oh Um, oh, oh, that looks familiar fantastic uh also don't sleep on them a mickey's a christmas carol fantastic it's on disney plus uh growing up yes i always thought it was about an hour hour and a half i just caught it the other day it's 23 minutes uh, Whoa! And I'm like, as a kid, it felt as if it was this glorious hour I spent watching a Mickey's Christmas Carol. Nope, twenty three minutes. That's funny. Um, and then the other that I I actually watched today, it was a um a Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And that one is absolutely spectacular. And I just have to be very clear about a Muppet Christmas Carol that um. And and that still counts. It's just the cast is all Muppets now. I I I these are great to me. I don't know. I just I I adore this story. I think it's fantastic how how um, uh, Scrooge is kind of going through it and growing as a person. And and actually in the versions that are about you know an hour and a half, two hours, to actually get into his backstory a bit and mm-hmm. why he became the way that he is and all that. And it's it's really fascinating to kind of go through that a bit. Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so... I think... 
I think it's it's a good. I don't know. It's always good, mm-hmm. and it's like never Some gets old too. But yeah, that BBC one. I just pulled it up, mm-hmm. and I think I can't believe you haven't seen this. Is that Guy Pierce? Yeah, Guy Pierce. He is married Scrooge. my daughter. And then Andy Circus. Can't go wrong. Um, those are the only two he's, people he's I remember. Who's goes to future and present? Um, goes to future is Jason Fleming. Jason Fleming. And then goes no to present is. is Charlotte Riley. Yeah, I don't know who. Gotcha. I'll are. check that one out then. But look at this. One. Look at that. Yeah. That cover art. So spooky. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. It is a scarier story than people give it. Um. I mean, all all three of the ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, the ghosts of Christmas future, the ghosts of Christmas present, they're all terrifying, but right. for very different reasons. Mm. I mean, ghosts of Christmas past is haunting because of, of her um, just doesn't care. I mean, her, her part cannot be changed. It's like, no, it already happened. It's very cold unconnected all that the past of it is just it's just over yeah um the the ghost of christmas present is is this bumbling kind of a humongous scary person uh that that is is too intimidating because he's just in the moment and the ghost of christmas uh, future is terrifying because of his well, he's a nature of being death, that death eventually comes for us all. I mean, it's a terrifying story that we show to children all the time. I'm like, yeah. why are we doing this? Um, there are some really creepy versions of that, too. I mean, part of it is Scrooge goes to hell for a bit to understand that the devil has special chains picked out for him. And that's just the beginning of it. That still doesn't get him to turn around a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was I was thinking through this uh, movie probably more than I should have. And it, it just I got thinking about the the impact and the potential of one person and i know that sounds really corny to think about for this but i did get to think about just the the impact of one person either choosing to go down path a or path b i mean because scrooge had many choices to make an impact and up Mm -hmm. until that moment he kind of squandered a lot of them right yeah i think i mean to be honest I told you this earlier. Uh-huh. I like have seen Christmas Carol mm-hmm. many times mm-hmm. and can like still never remember it. So That's you're so weird. you're the you're the leading expert in Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. So I I enjoyed the other longer than thirty minute versions as soon as I was old enough to see them. Mm-hmm. Um because to the ghost of Christmas present, you you, you kinda get this understanding of why Scrooge is the way that he is. Um, and to be honest, you get a little bit of sympathy for him because he's a hurt, a broken, and a wounded man a bit. Um, and granted, he doesn't handle it well, but then contrast that by uh, the Ghost of Christmas present taking him to the parties. And um, it's kind of jumped out as I was going through it today. Just They are making fun of this man and wishing they were dead now i i understand he made some bad choices he was a real jerk about it but we don't understand 
and maybe I was thinking too hard in my office. I don't know. We don't understand the battles and struggles people go through and just the amount of impact, the slightest amount of grace towards a person can actually have. Right. Because um, he was a very wounded, wounded person through battles that he was scared to bring other people in. And you know, granted, he was a jerk, but I I don't know. I've been a jerk to to friends before and needed a person to kind of press through and extend some grace to me a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think all of us have been there before, and to just be there and never be able to get out is just kind of tragic. Yeah. So, and then even going to Christmas uh, Future, there, um, we were watching the scene from, from Albert Finney's version where uh, it's Christmas Future. Scrooge has died, but he doesn't know it, and they are literally dancing on his coffin, telling right. him, thank yeah. you for dying. And that... That uh, was... That was a fun scene. It yeah. it's it's crazy fun, and also deeply saddening. Yeah, you know for that sure. the whole town got together and choreographed a dance for this man's death. You know, like oh, thank you for dying. It's over. Thank God. Um, and just and not being able to understand the impact that that he has on people in that way. Yeah, and I think. I don't know. I like that scene too. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like, just right. does that happen in every movie? Like, that's why I'm confused about um, Christmas Carol. I feel like they're so all like different in little ways. Broad strokes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Broad strokes. Scrooge dies, and people are happy that he's dead. Right. And and, and that is the most like tragic thing because I've heard of funerals before that people attended these funerals and no one had anything positive to say, and that is so tragic to me. I don't really know how to emotionally handle that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's super sad that no one could say anything positive about someone at their own funeral. Yeah, but the way that movie like portrayed, because like he thought that they were like just singing his Mm -hmm. praise Mm -hmm. and celebrating him. Yeah. But he didn't actually see that they like took the coffin down behind him, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. this is great. And and then he figures this out because they take him to his grave, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Just the impact of one person is is huge. I mean, because this man, he had the potential to ruin everybody just by being ungracious, mm-hmm. um, or could actually. Go in and do a ton of good. I mean, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is the most intentionally tear-jerking character that's ever been created. And Charles Dickens yeah. is a jerk. And I'm just gonna, like straight up. You have a disabled person that has a heart of gold that's going to die. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. And then who is Tiny Tim in the in the Mickey one? You know. Oh, just a small Mickey. Oh, it is? Yeah, you're just a small Aww. Mickey. Yeah. Um, small Mickey. Favorite quote. Sorry, I was talking about Tiny Tim. Favorite quote has to go to a Muppet Christmas Carol uh, after they're at the end and they're wrapping everything up. Um, Gonzo, who plays the narrator, <laughs> goes... And Tiny Tim, who didn't die, you know, like he just—it's how he says it. It's just so great. It's like Tiny Tim didn't die because they had to like really clean that up real fast. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean because of his willingness to change and turn things around, he was able to. Uh, 
actually get Tiny Tim the help he needed and yeah. became kind of a mentor to him and kind of a second father. And it was really incredibly sweet. In the Muppets version? Does that in, happen in all of them? Yeah, essentially. Okay. He Just never dies. In, old in age. like the Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he just has eternal yeah. life. Yeah. Yes, he's still here. <laughs> Tiny, Tiny Tim still Tim, hopping yeah. around. <laughs> no, yeah, they, he, uh, he, he, in all the v- versions, because they just couldn't afford a doctor. Right. So, Scrooge gets him a good doctor. And, and Tiny Tim's father is the guy who works for Scrooge. Bob Cratchit. Yes. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm learning. Piecing it together. My, I think my actual favorite... Christmas Carol experience mm-hmm. I've ever had it still is like in my in my head is like going to um the like theatrical like the play of mm-hmm. it. Um it was in like I don't know who was putting it on, but my me and my sister went to visit my grandparents in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Right. And I remember like my grandma bought us like these Christmas scar mm-hmm. uh, not scarves, sweaters mm-hmm. and then like we Aww. went to go see this play, it was like with my grandma I was a teacher. I think she might still be. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They're probably retired. <laughs> Shows you how much I keep up with my grandparents. Mom's really going to get on to me for this. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm like, nah. Yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm a distance I'm myself get from this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it was like with their school. So it was like my grandma was like the, the teacher of the class. And I think it was like mm-hmm. an English class or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was fun. It was like, I don't know, it was good. It was good. But that's really the only like mm-hmm. true, I feel like Christmas Carol experience I've ever had. Right. I feel like all of them have been like, I've watched bit and pe- bits and pieces, but. We need to sit down and watch a version. Right. One of them. Albert Finney. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good, although death is absolutely terrifying because it's just like a skeleton, mm. a skeleton under a black cloak. Interesting, but I mean, so of of all those though, is there a well, the the message of Christmas Carol? I think is although a dated story, the the message behind it is actually pretty. I mean, it stands the test of time pretty well. I mean, are there? Any thoughts on it that you've had in kind of the few experiences and clips you've seen of Christmas Carol? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Trying to roast me over there? No, I think that like I, I understand like the general picture of it, and I and I think that it's like really. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, and I always love stories of like the person changing like mm-hmm. their heart changing is always right. a lot of fun like it's right. the grinch is like very similar um right. i mean not that much as far as like getting a whole uh, well, tour of his like yeah. past future and present as far as being a static character that becomes a dynamic character right yeah and i think that that's always interesting to me and in the fact that like he gets to he gets to see that and gets to change the future. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, why was he chosen to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, to... Right. Like, you know. Right. I don't know. But I think it's it's very interesting. And I it's, I think it is, like, it's just, like, a very good mm-hmm. story. And, and I just remember this. Like, the story me and you... 
so for my high school like senior thesis mm-hmm. um we had we had to all like do a mm-hmm. senior thesis paper right but i am into film so i did like a movie instead and almost almost did a movie, did a movie. um <laughs> we wrote it though <laughs> And it was like this. It yeah. was very similar. Yeah, um, we we also I think made a few comments or about that to each other about it that it was a, it was a, this mm-hmm. idea of understanding th- that death is coming. Does that actually change anything? And that sounds very macabre, um, mm-hmm. but I it's it 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 carries an impact to it. I don't know. I mean, in preaching style, I kind of do the same thing to. To communicate the importance of a thing, I actually take it out um, and go, okay, this is the way things are. If this isn't here, you know, especially talking about the the uh, kind of the grace of God. All right, fine. Uh, take the grace of God out for a second. Um, if 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 I can communicate what things are, if there is no grace of God then that communicates the importance of the grace of God. Mm-hmm. If I can take it out and there's no impact, then frankly there's n- no importance either. But right. um I mean that was kind of the, the thing I was thinking about these is is I wish I could have the type of understanding that Scrooge got. Uh because I don't know the struggles that all people are going through um and i i think if i did that i i would maybe have a bit more empathy towards them Mm -hmm. or if i understood the impact of everything i'm doing then i might actually change a few things if i understood it um and and i hope i'm making a positive impact but to be honest some days not super sure and and trying to figure that out uh, and so as far as Scrooge goes, I mean, Scrooge got this opportunity to have this kind of special uh, knowledge to turn things around that I kind of um, wish I had. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I came back to this uh, parable. So do you want to it's a it's a hefty boy. Do you want to give us a yeah. read, Caleb, from yeah. Gospel Luke sixteen nineteen through 31? Yeah, this is the, the rich man and Lazarus. The, the parable. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in anguish. And besides all this, between between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none of them may cross from here, from, from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house. 
for I have five brothers, so that they, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Okay, so this one, yeah, I struggled through this one like a lot. (laughs) You know, well, because I hope Mm -hmm. if someone from comes back from the dead, who I know is dead, and goes, I've seen the end. (laughs) Jesus is the real way. You need to give your life to Jesus. I hope that some part of me would listen to that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to me, this is kind of the story of Scrooge and Bob Cratchit a little bit. I know that's an oversimplification, so all my Bible nerds just, I understand. It's not a one-to-one. I'm making a comparison. Um, but, I, I, I mean, there's a man who has all the money, everything he needs, and he dies, and he goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he understanding that that's his fate essentially he has a change of heart and says can i go try again and they're like no no you absolutely can't and it's like well all right but how about if i i mean go go tell other people first go tell the brothers i have and it's like why would they pay attention to someone coming out of the dead they have uh they have the prophets and and, and i mean you know, the whole old testament speaks to this moment they have the right. gospels they have all of it why do you think they'll pay attention now? And and that's always the hardest part, but the more I thought about it, the more I got to this odd conclusion that we as Christians do have the story of quote-unquote Christmas past, Christmas fu- uh, present, and Christmas future. Mm-hmm. We have all three of those. Yeah. And so what are... We- we expecting is going to change our demeanor towards doing the things that need to be done. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest understanding I had going through this of, of, and it took Christmas Carol to like bring it out. Like, Oh no, we have that and are still stubborn. I mean, if I understood that the people I kind of come into contact with, that I have an opportunity to share the gospel and I don't, and they die because of that. They tiny Tim this thing and die. Um, then that is partially a thing I have to handle for the rest of my life. Is that yeah the impact that a person can make on another person's eternity is very spelled out all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, I don't know, and this may be just like the Calvinist in me. Mm-hmm. I think it's already, it's already lined up, but mm-hmm. like the part, our part in it mm-hmm. is just listening to God and right. obeying what his calling is for us right. and living in that. And I think that that is like anything. I don't know. That's, that's our job, mm-hmm. you know, is to, to let Christ sanctify us right. and use us, you know, that right. he would mold us and, and use us. I mean, right. it's, and I think that this is, I don't know, it is interesting because it's like, mm-hmm. like the thought that they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen even if, right, 
so even from if, the dead came yeah. back. Yeah. And I think part of that is just like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, but, right, but even that, we have that and still didn't. Yeah. I mean, Christ did come back out of the dead. Um, mm-hmm. He did come back. He did come to them. He did uh, teach a couple of times. And, and there's a whole bunch of people that testify to that. Uh, and they did warn people. I mean, the one thing as Christians we can't do is claim we don't know how important this is. I mean, because yeah. there is no other information to be communicated. It yeah. is important. This is the balance of people dying and going to hell or spending an eternity with Jesus Christ. I mean, I can't claim I don't understand the importance. So why do all of us struggle on carrying out as if it actually matters i guess yeah that's interesting i think that like i don't know at least at least for me it's just like so easy to get like caught up in all Mm -hmm. like the small things right in life right and just like get in the rhythm of of just nothing to be Mm -hmm. honest and i think that that's where it it lies Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what's kind of like interesting about this is it's as simple as like like we I feel like we as Christians are are the prophets in in mm-hmm. in the new context of like what it is nowadays like we we are the ones it is our job God has called us to speak the gospel and mm-hmm. and tell it to other people mm-hmm. and it's up to him on whether he's going to move in sure, that or sure. not and and I think that that's kind of like mm-hmm. Is that and I'm asking you partially too because I'm no I'm no uh, you're gonna hate me I, I want to say it so bad I am so I'm no seminarian so don't say it <laughs> so just walk on buddy there you go but like <laughs> would you say that this is like not even not even predestination but just like God choosing gosh this is I'm so I'm so Calvinist it's not even funny but like the elect mm. say say I know not everyone believes this but like. <laughs> I'm really digging a hole right now. The elect argument. I mean, like, it's not, it's not, not an argument. It is in scripture. Yeah, just, and that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Jake, you may email me. <laughs> like that for my statement there. I apologize and I repent. Uh, it is. It yeah. is. Is this so, what it's referencing? Like, truly, like, if they hear, mm-hmm. if they hear the gospel and God right. does not speak to them through that, and they are not His elect. If someone raises is rose from the dead and like tells them, "Hey, like mm-hmm. you should repent. Like Jesus, he loves you mm-hmm. and he wants a relationship with you," like they wouldn't listen to that. Mm-hmm. Still, is that kind of like what it's so saying? That's part of it, absolutely. Of it. I mean, because you know, Bible's very clear on even predestination things. You have to you you cannot claim predestination is unbiblical. It is extremely yeah. biblical. It is Literally extremely said clear multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> that God chose us before we chose Him. That Christ is slain before the foundations of the earth, and so I don't have the ability to choose before the foundations of the earth. Uh, that I I am able, and this is where. I'm, I'm going to just offend everybody with this statement here. I am able to choose God because God chose me first. Um, and that is my... No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like we are we are lining, we are ultimately lining up with what mm-hmm. God's plan is for right. our lives. Right, right. Like, and it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like 
it seems on our end like we don't right. have free will. Like it is our will, but God is working through that and right. like kind of colliding, if that makes sense. That's how I've always viewed it. Right. Like he is ultimately predestined every, like everything that I choose, right? right? Especially m- my choice to follow him. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't even mean to go to this side I of know. things. I'm but now we're here. How much of this I want to do. Um, and that's not even the point. All right. No. The point is like, I, God I would us. say even of scripture. Like, that's not. Right. That is not the point. So many people have drawn a hard on this that I'm like, no, no, that's not. It's not the thing the scripture is trying to focus on either. But um, basically, what I'm saying is like, yeah. I'm disagreeing with you. That like yeah. So and I know to, what you mean in that statement that you to just this said, passage. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> to this passage, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and so right. part part of the thing he's trying to tell them is, hey, the things that you hold to have already spoken to this thing that is coming. That is Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. is telling them the the prophets, Moses, all that, the Torah, all all, all these things that you study have already pointed to me. And so, even if a person comes back out of the dead, which is a clear, which I'm going to do, you have to understand, it's like it didn't catch Jesus off guard that he was going to die and come back. That was not a surprise for him. Um, But to tell them it's like, you're going to miss it, the thing that is right in front of you because of stubbornness, because of wanting to cling to the treasures that you have here, uh, because of clinging to money, power, all these things, you're going to miss the eternal glory that is being in the presence of God forever because of money, Mm -hmm. because of power, because of standing, because of... Things that you're going to die anyway. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the the jab that he's trying to take is is to tell them it's like ye, this is coming, whether or not you think it is. The question is where are you going to be? Um, in in the end, I think the bigger part is is there is this idea of every knee will bow, right? It's and it's either going to bow or be bowed. It will, it, it, every knee bows before God, um, and a few stand back up. You know what I mean? Like that's not, yeah. <laughs> Some are bowed and others are bowing, but they right. all bow. Um, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's kind of making a Calvinist argument in, or predestination argument a bit, but the bigger point is we, at this point, all of us have Christians, there's everything we need, um, and an opportunity to not squander it. Right. Uh, that this is a message that if I, I don't know, Penn, uh, so Penn and Teller are are, whoa, just took a turn. Are, are massive atheists? Yeah, tremendous atheists. And uh, but but I think Penn Penn talks yeah. right. Penn talks. Yeah, Penn yeah. Gillette. Um, have you heard Teller talk in yes. his like master yes, class? I have. 
yeah. blew my mind. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Uh, Penn actually brings it up that 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 he actually gets offended anytime a Christian doesn't uh, try and tell him the gospel because how much do I have to hate a person? This is his words. How much do I have to hate a person uh, to uh, to understand that they're going to burn in hell all eternity and go, I hate them so much, I'm not even going to try and save them. Yeah. Um, how much do you have to hate a person to not do that? And to be honest, although he doesn't actually buy into Christianity or any of that, he hit that one right on the head. Yeah. If I understood the impact of this and and, and the impact of w- one opportunity to communicate the gospel, I think if I actually stood in honor and awe of of being able to be the hand of God in mm-hmm. a place, I'd be m- more prone to do it and not as scared or nervous because I would understand the impact of everything that I'm doing. Right. And I think it's important to just like to listen and and pray on like who God is pointing you to minister to. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like that is a very profound statement mm-hmm. that has a lot of truth to it. Right. But also like that's impossible right. to have that much empathy for every single person that you come in contact with. And, uh, and uh, right. Like, but I mean, but it brings up a good n- point. Yeah, though. no, it's it like, brings up, it's still good. That's not know, my point. Yeah. I'm saying like, I think that realistically though, like it's important for us to listen to God mm-hmm. for him to, to tell us like who those people are that we mm-hmm. should be praying for and talking to about Christ. Right. And, and ultimately like if you have the time and the opportunity to like, just like talk to any random person, then do it. I think that that's like not an mm-hmm. uncalled for thing. Right. I think that I don't, I'm, I'm, just, I might push back on the caveat a bit. Yeah. Of if I have time and opportunity, I think a fair amount of it is, you make the time because it's important. I mean, there there are a hundred no, yeah. different excuses uh, to not do it. That was too mean. Sorry. There are a hundred different good reasons to not do it because I have to go do blank. I have to go do blank. I have to go do blank. Or even you know, times the uh, the Bible talks about a guy said I have to go bury my parents first. And granted, they might have meant I have to go take care of mom and dad until they die. But still. Uh, Jesus kind of claps back. Well, the dead are going to bury the dead, so yeah, you know, choose today. You following the dead, or you following me? Um, they, yeah, you know, there is an aspect of of to to. I mean, do be intentional, but also to seize the moment um, in the opportunity that's been given. And at times, that comes yeah. at cost on a personal end of. I know this is going to cost time, energy, effort, all this stuff, but still, because of the consequence of not doing it, uh, the impact that it can have, um, I'm going to, at at personal expense, blow off a meeting, uh, you know, don't get a promotion, those kinds of things, because another person through that will come to know Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's like a hundred percent, like exactly mm-hmm. on point, and that's kind of like what I was trying to say before mm-hmm. is like the opportunity. There will be opportunities for mm-hmm. you, just like some random person at Panera, like to yeah. just like go talk to them. Yep. And I think that like you should do that, right? You know, but I was just kind of saying like it's important to have 
be praying for those intentional like people. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because the reality is, is it's not always just going to be this quick conversation with someone, but right? Like you're saying, it's going to be a glory to God. Time, is. time, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like just time talking to yeah. them over. It could be like a year. It could be fifteen mm-hmm. years. You know, it's right. like it takes um, prayer time effort and and it's yeah i don't know mm-hmm. that's kind of what i was just trying to say is like just mm-hmm. listen to the spirit and see where he's calling yeah. you to go in that because it it might not be the most opportune time like what right. you're saying so right. you're like man i really have to be at this place mm-hmm. but like i really feel like god is kind of calling right. me to like right i think all of us have had times where we've felt god mm-hmm. like just like putting mm-hmm. an impression on us that we need to like talk to this person mm-hmm. or, you know, do something for them. Right. And I think that that's, yeah. I think you've told me that before that Penn said that, but yeah, it's definitely good. The, uh, the part that you mentioned that, I mean, it, it could take 10, 15, 20 years. That's actually a really good point. Um, and actually a part of the Christmas Carol I actually enjoy is mm-hmm. Scrooge is crazy old. Uh, and, yeah. and turns it around at the end. Um, I think there's a ton of pressure put on youth pastors, other other things that they they need to make the commitment before Christ. And and it's because stats are coming out that if a person makes a, a commitment to Christ, they tend to do that prior to the age of 18. And I'm I'm to all of those glory be to God and hallelujah forevermore. Amen. Um, don't don't stop doing that. But that just means that there are generations of adults that we can't give up on yet. Right. That it may be harder, it may be, it may be a more difficult, but there is still an opportunity to turn it around, even if it's at the end. And oh, yeah. people can be upset at a person that comes to Christ on their deathbed. I don't really care. They came to Christ. Um, yeah, right. We know, like, well, they got to do everything they did. It's literally you know, like, the story who, of, like, the prodigal who son. Who cares? Who yeah. literally cares? They came to Christ. Um, yeah. So I think as adults, I've watched a fair amount of adults punt uh, emissions, all that kind of stuff, to things teenagers do. And mm-hmm. it's like, Hey guys, stop it! Just seriously, just stop it! Don't punt that. In fact, guide them in that by going and getting it. Uh, give them the 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 a model on ways to go and spread the gospel. Don't give it to them as a task. Go and teach them how by doing it in front of them. Um, you know, kind of. F- 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 Forge the path on that by talking to people at work, by talking to neighbors, by doing all those things that are the most important things, Um, even though it could be awkward or any of that. But don't think that just because a person is old or an adult or anything else, like, well, they're probably not going to change their mind. That's not up to you. That's up to Jesus. Um, so, So take, I mean, make opportunities. Uh, and 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 don't just go well if they haven't come to Christ by eighteen because I actually think that's a misinterpretation of that st- of that kind of statistic is that you know people tend to come to Christ before the age of eighteen I think that's because after the age of eighteen there's this massive uh, drop off of trying 
Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a damning a generation to hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... And I just have a problem with, like, statistics like mm-hmm. that in general. Because it's just like, God's going to do what he's right. going to do. Like, Right. Well, they're, they're important. I enjoy statistics, but you have to understand what it is they're claiming and then mm-hmm. ways to interpret them. And that statistic, I think, is just over-communicated its importance and not understood. Right. Like, there's too much almost mm-hmm. like hope put in right. that like right that if 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 we don't get them then right pff, then they're gone they're gone jesus can't save them if they're 19 yeah say that out loud get back to me and let me know what you think <laughs> <laughs> oh i hear it now i'm crazy yeah. yes yeah so yeah no this is good stuff though the um yeah that uh, that was cool to go through that parable though and understand that as far as um you know having the past present and future that we actually have that and having a dead man come back and tell us Jesus is the w- way we actually have that too actually a couple yeah it's kind of neat <laughs> so um yeah just thinking through the importance of an impact one person can have to the glory of God is yeah I, I think an important part of uh Christmas because I mean Jesus being God made flesh, you know, carried this tremendous impact on the eternal destiny of everything. And we are changed by it all to his glory in the end. So, yeah, yeah. it's just like, so, so exciting that we even get to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I love Mm -hmm. about just my relationship with God and like Mm -hmm. being a Christian is just like, the pure excitement of just like those small things that impact the trajectory of someone's life is like insane to think about. And right. it's not us, it's God. Right. And and it's just cool that he would even use us. You Absolutely. Know? And I think that that's, it's not only just one person, but like, it's just so important that like we, we give it all to God and know that like we mm-hmm. can't do anything. Absolutely. Whether that's just like day to day, that's mm-hmm. what I'm learning. The older I get, I'm only <laughs> the older 19, 20, how old am I? 20. And then <laughs> like 20. that, like even oh. just like these everyday things I need God in. So like, why do I think that I could be mm-hmm. the one who gives someone salvation? You know, right. it's like, right. What an honor it is that, yep. And, and, and freeing it is to know that he's the only one that has the power to do that. Right. And we have the honor of being able to join that a mission by God working through us. Right. Which is a pretty big honor. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Caleb, I have enjoyed uh, talking about the Bible and a Christmas Carol. And to be clear, I'm not equating those with the same thing. As I said that sentence, I want to just be very clear about that. One of those books is more important than the other. Yes. Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> joking. Oh, See, that Bible's felt hard to I say. Know. That's because you shouldn't I feel have gross. said it. You should feel gross. That is the proper reaction to that. <laughs> you, ooh, girl, you nasty. It wasn't um, worth the joke. It wasn't. I'm just going to bleep that, maybe. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to leave it in as a testament. Just to, just to let as a testimony people to see how to terrible I am. Yeah. Well, uh, we we are, gosh, it's almost Christmas. So our next episode right? is our 
the heck? Christmas special. And by Christmas special, I mean the lights will be different in the background. Uh, <laughs> Yay. I might put a festive hat on. I don't know. Christmas time for church employees, by the way. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Danny said that he's going. He's he's on day four. Of 12. Uh, of 12 <laughs> days of working yeah. in a row. That no, sounds terrible. We Well, we were going to have an extra in there. Um, but we have a, uh, kind of memorial service we have to do on the yeah. 22nd, which is heartbreaking. Just, I did not mean to say that on the podcast. That's really going to bring it down. I apologize. Uh, yeah, right. no, we'll, we'll get through this and then all of us are taking a few days off. So taking nice. some time to rest and, yeah. um, I'm planning on going through a few books and reading and that kind of thing. Day so. reading and day reading in Danny's book is <laughs> Speaking of books, is literally just reading a book in a day, which I could never even fathom doing. It was a good book. Like, that was insane. He texted me, and he's like, yeah, just read this book. I'm like, like, today? All of it? The the font was big, and there was high spacing. It was JT, English's book, De- a Discipleship. Pick that bad boy up. It's fantastic. Uh, but I'm gonna be going through a few other books. Pennington's book. I'm gonna finally get to that and some other ones. So that'll probably take you two days, maybe. <laughs> so, but uh, I'll I'll be all prepared to answer questions if anybody has any questions. Hey, Caleb, if people do have questions, where can they get them to us? You can go to thegospeloutpost.com/slash nobody special. There's a forum there where you can either say hello. We just love hearing y'all's voices in general. We do, and you can also ask us questions there. And also, you can go to Nobody Special Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to check us out there, you can follow us, mm-hmm. do whatever. But also, if you DM us there, we'll see that or comment. We'll see anything. Also, YouTube is another one. You can subscribe there if you like seeing our faces. I don't know why you'd like that. But um, you can also comment on there this and we'll see it. the ladies. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Danny. It's not super, not the time or place to Can say the editor that. put a sparkle in Danny's eye when he said that? No, he cannot. Hey, I'm editing, so. Oh, yeah, crud. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, um, all of us do appreciate ev- everyone that tunes into our show. In mm-hmm. case we don't talk to you before, then Merry Christmas. Uh, yes. We... I'm not saying happy holidays because the war on Christmas rages on. I'm so kidding. I'm sorry. There's not a war on Christmas. Anyway, uh, but all of us are so thankful. Caleb and I are so thankful for everyone that tunes into our show uh, and and keeps doing this. So thank you so much. That's our greatest Christmas present is to just uh, tell people about the show and, and keep doing that. That's the greatest present for us. And Caleb and I will keep pumping out the mediocre content that you hear here. You here, 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 hey. here. I, I was three words before that and said, like, there's no way to get out of the sentence, but you're going to sound like a moron. Anyway, you don't sound like a moron. Come on. The, the, the content that you hear, here. <laughs> here, here. I'm like, like you're going to sound dumb, but go with it. So. Anyway, anyway, that's going to do it for us today. I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. special.